I don't believe that balance exists. I believe it's wholeness. I'm whole to begin with, but I I have work to do. Wholeness to me is being able to be your own bridge to your heart, through your heart. Stephanie Sacker, founder of Infinite Abundance Wellness, has been in the wellness industry for over a decade. She has a natural passion to support women on their journey to reach their full potential body, mind, spirit, and soul. She believes in taking a full 360 degree approach with her clients. This is not your typical health coaching. Stephanie takes time to truly understand where her clients currently are and where they want to be. Then together, they create an effective strategy to reach those goals and elevate their lifestyle to one of abundance. And today she goes into the realities, the definitions, the ways we can move into that idea of abundance. Abundance to me is everything. I mean, it it is everything from the nourishing food that we eat to the music we listen to, to our surroundings in our home, to the beauty that surrounds our home on our walks. Um, abundance is in the friendships that we have, the family that we have. And I think a lot of times people, you know, people equate abundance with monetary and yes, finances and wealth is, is part of that. But some of the most abundant people that I know are not loaded in the bank and abundance, I believe starts here and here. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and a lot of times if we are not in the zone, in that right place, we are inclined to miss out on all of the abundance. Mm -hmm. And this is something that I talk about a lot with my daughters is you know, every day coming from a place of gratitude, but also just like, look at the abundance. Like we are sitting here, you know, I can look out the window and see abundance. I can, Mm -hmm. you know, so, so I think that, and, and I, I do believe that abundance bridges that gap to gratitude, which pulls us out of that yucky feeling that we may have from time to time, whether it's stress or, you know, life in general or our emotions and just by shifting what we see and and adding context to what we see. So I can look out the window and see trees and be like, okay, well, there's nothing going on out here. Or mm-hmm. I can look at outside and say, oh my gosh, like we live in a beautiful place. I am so grateful that I see nature around me and that I have legs to walk. And, you know, and, and it's just kind of, and then I believe that it shifts our context in life in general, but it takes work sometimes, you know, especially Mm -hmm. when we're having a tough time or we're stressed out or life is happening to us and not for us. And it's going to require us to be conscious enough to say, Oh, I've been down this road before. How can I focus on abundance right now? And, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of my belief and my context and teaching is again, about adding context and intention to everything we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, it's a state of mind. It's a state of mind. Yeah. yeah it's a, state, it's of a mind. state of mind. And, and, you know, if, if I'm not in the right headspace, I can easily go to scarcity. Like right. we all can. 
right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I feel like it's so interesting. I feel like we as as human beings are much more inclined to like easily go there, mm-hmm. but then to actually go to an abundant place requires more bandwidth and effort, which mm-hmm. is interesting. Just something yeah, I've seen. Yeah. It, yeah. I think about that too. Cause it's like, it's almost just a flip of the coin. Why did that one win? You know, mm-hmm. why, why did it, why did that one win that we go to the, that scarcity or that uncertainty or the need for certainty? And, yeah. and so I like how you say that because um, yeah, there's it, there, it's a state of mind, but that doesn't mean that you're, you're just there, that you're just granted it, you know, at any moment it, it you can step into it. There's yes. a, a roadmap to it. Yes. And within that, it shifts our physiology. It shifts the yeah. way we feel, not just how we think, and and it shifts how we feel. Yeah. And if we are empowered at any given moment to shift how we feel, why wouldn't we? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it doesn't it doesn't require us, uh, you know, clinging to coping mechanisms that are unhealthy. These are things that we can do at any given moment. The difference, I believe, is that. It takes us being able to step out of that emotion for the moment Mm -hmm. and realize I've been down this road before. I know Mm -hmm. I have choices and this is something that I teach is and and support my clients with is adding tools to their toolbox. And this is Mm -hmm. one of those things, the mindset around abundance, because abundance, when we are focusing on abundance, it is it's shifting how we feel mentally, emotionally, and physically. Mm -hmm. And when we're abundant, we're more inclined to do things that continuously move us in a healthier, in a healthier direction. Mm -hmm. Maybe that means I feel abundant. So I'm going to go outside and go for a walk. Maybe Mm -hmm. it means I I feel abundant. So I'm going to call and check on a friend, you Mm -hmm. know, and it, it really does trigger, you know, trickle into so many different aspects of our life. Yeah. And I think it's so helpful to have a coach, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes we think of needing a coach as like, I'm not doing it good enough. But actually, I think if you've just got someone there being your cheerleader, you know, being you mm-hmm. like, it just makes it a little easier to do. So I think it's, it's not always about, I think sometimes people are like, uh, you know, they, they struck, they're like struggling. So I need somebody but it's actually more empowering than that. I like, you know, I'm sure you're that way with your clients. It's like, it's just more like we're meant to do things in community. We're meant to do yes. things with connection. So when you have somebody there that's walking it with you, it just lifts and lightens the the load and you just have yeah. a little more permission to kind of just step into it. You know, if somebody says, hey, just look at, feel abundant. And you're just kind of, you just kind of go, okay. <laughs> Where yeah. sometimes in your own head, you know, you got to go, yeah, but you know, you have those. Totally. Those no, absolutely. And I think that you you hit the nail on the head sometimes myself included in the past, you yeah. know, this vision of a coach, it's like, you're not doing this right. And you gotta, you right. know, it's, it's not, it's, it's having someone in your corner 
a mm-hmm. safe place to be able to process things with mm-hmm. and also bring us back to what matters to us. Mm-hmm. So I, I know what works for me, but that doesn't work for all my clients. And so mm-hmm. I'm not here to say, we'll do this X, Y, and Z. It's right. Let's check in and see what that looks like for you. And then I'm going to hold your hand and I'm going to support you to do those things consistently until you notice such a positive shift that it becomes a daily habit. Right. I totally, yep, totally do it. Love it, love it, love it. Do you, what do you think are those things that get in our way? What else gets in our way besides our own heads or is that the biggest? I think, I think for sure our head. Yes. (laughs) I am constantly having to regroup and check in with myself Mm -hmm. and get out of my head and in my heart more Uh, because that's, that's where the wins are for me personally. I, I mean, obviously there's, there's things we need to use our brain for, Mm -hmm. and we can't just always be in our heart because we Mm -hmm. can't function like that. But I do know that my light shines a, a heck of a lot brighter when I'm in my heart than in my head, because my Mm -hmm. head is where I struggle with going to that abundance place. And my Mm -hmm. head is where I'm focusing on what's not working, what's lacking, what's scary, what's uncertain. Um, And I think, so what gets in our way, I do believe mindset, but I also believe um, emotions. Mm -hmm. I believe lack of intention Mm -hmm. gets in our way for sure. I don't think that we as a population are intentional enough. I feel Mm. like many of us are just running on autopilot Mm -hmm. and we're clinging to little pieces of, of gratifying. Maybe it's a trip we're going on and, and there's nothing wrong with getting excited about things and looking forward to things. I think that that's important. We need to find joy, but the point is we, we don't need external things, experiences to bring us that joy if we are conscious from the second we wake up and it does take effort again, but as we start to get in a habit, it becomes natural. So I think lack of intention, you know, mm-hmm. lack of, of feeling like I am in control. I can't control all things, but I can control the, the trajectory of my day to a certain degree. I'm not mm-hmm. in complete control, but I can, I can take intentional right. steps. I can wake up each day. I can, you know, make my time for meditation and my journaling, whatever, whatever, you know, feeds your soul. It's different for everyone. But I know by doing that, I am stepping into my day with, again, more tools in my toolbox. And Mm -hmm. when stuff gets hard and when I get bad news or, you know, I'm stuck in a parenting mishap or whatever, it's things roll off your back a lot quicker. So intention is a big one. Another one is checking in with ourselves. I don't mm. feel, and this, this kind of piggybacks on, you know, being on autopilot, mm-hmm. because if I don't know how I'm feeling, thinking um, at any given moment, I am much more inclined for my day to get hijacked by something, you know, a pitfall or a, you know, a stumbling block. Um, and then a big, big, big part of what gets in our way is not prioritizing self-care. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of, especially, you know, I work primarily with women. So mm-hmm. this is something that 
I notice mostly with women because mm-hmm. I work with women, um, but I think it applies to everyone is just, you know, the, the breadcrumbs, whatever we have time left over for, and it's, it's not a daily routine, mm-hmm. you know? And, yes. and so that definitely gets in the way of a feeling abundant, right? Cause if mm-hmm. we don't, if we're not taking care of ourselves, you know, the whole analogy of the oxygen mask, we, you know, we've heard it time and time again, we can't pour from an empty cup. And I think that that that's what we try to do. And more commonly than not, it's like a damage control. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm losing my mind. I'm burnt out. What do I need right now? It's like, well, it it's not always smooth sailing. It's not always, you know, peaches and cream, but what could we have done to prevent getting to that damage control place? Mm-hmm. And what are those, again, habits we can implement daily? Yeah, you reminded me of this book I just finished, and I'm going to talk about this book a little more. But and it's 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 kind of a interesting book. It was called <laughs> it was called Pussy. Have you ever heard of this book? No. So oh gosh, I think I might have seen it on Audible. It's it's really interesting. I mean, it's geared toward women, you yeah. know. But she tells this story. Of of course, it's all about understanding that you know. She says, if I walk into a room and I ask everybody about, um this part of them she she you know so she uses that word because she's like i'm because we don't have another word she says if i asked everybody what did they call that when they were a kid you know the yeah. best the best thing you have is vagina and that's not even that's not even correct you know what i mean right. so so she's like we really don't even have a name for this whole part of ourselves side note but she yeah. tells the story about you know just how this kind of how disconnected we are as women how we we look outside of ourselves for for this validation. And she tells the mm-hmm. story about, you know, when you're little and or younger and you're preteen and you fall in love with that first cute guy and you start to write your name, you know, and and she just tells the story how you kind of become obsessed because this guy, like, you know, it's all those excitement that you have with this new boyfriend and things like that. And she just said, she talked about how that we're obsessed with this guy, but actually those feelings are inside us. They're, they're actually within us. They, that person does not have anything to do with those things inside of us. And, and it was just kind of like slapped me across the face because I never thought about it that way. But you can think about that with abundance. You can think about all of those feelings that you're talking about that those sensations, those emotions, those arise within ourselves. Nobody else hands them to us. But sometimes as women, we've been, you know, we, we, we've been taught to get permission of some sorts or to look outside of ourselves for, for these positive feelings, even down to the, you know, all those romantic feelings, those are literally within ourselves. And because that we have access to those, those feelings. So we can always go into that space of abundance within ourselves at all times, because it is like you say, it is emotions, it is physical sensations, and it is those thoughts that all reside within ourselves. So wow. I amazing? love that. That is, yeah. ins- I, I love that. That is, yeah. that is truly powerful. How yeah. empowering is that? Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, how empowering, because you, you're right. It's like, we, I got to read the book. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, we are, I feel like we are constantly chasing things yeah. and not just material items, but experiences, people, right. 
accomplishments. It's like, when I get here, I'm going to feel this way. And when I have this item, I'm going to feel this way. And again, those external items may put you in a place to feel those feelings, but those things did not bring those feelings on. You did. Right. And I I just feel like that is so powerful in remembering that and and just remembering that we hold that inside us. And at any given moment, we can turn that on. Again, Mm -hmm. it's a choice. Yes. Yes. We have that power. So read that book and then maybe we'll do like a a book club. (laughs) Yeah, I would love. I'm going to check that out for sure. I love my books. It was it was just a lot of and a lot of aha moments, a lot of, wow. I mean, I, I didn't feel like I was ever necessarily uncomfortable, but you do start to see the programming, you know, you do mm-hmm. start to see the programming that, that women have gone through, and especially as I'm getting older and even touching, you know, kissing 50 and looking at like, you know, menopause and stuff. It's like, wow, we, that's not, that's just kind of not even heard of, you know, like mm-hmm. it's just kind of ignored and, and, that's a big part of a woman's life. It's about context. And again, I feel like the more aware and authentic we are and in Mm -hmm. touch with our gifts and who we are as women individually and collectively, the more we can hold space for that progress and Mm -hmm. that acceptance, you know, I mean, we, we have to think, we have to back it up sometimes and think about progress. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's a big deal because if we don't, we're constantly feeling like we're walking up or, you know, we're begrudgingly walking uphill for the next thing. It's like, Mm -hmm. well, as a society, I feel like we've come a long way to what Mm -hmm. is socially acceptable and embraced now than what Mm -hmm. it was when my mom and my grandma was, you know, in the same, at the same age. For sure. And I think that that comes with, again, feeling empowered because when Mm -hmm. a woman is empowered, and, and they're accepting of themselves and embracing of themselves, then we can embrace other women and, and mm-hmm. collectively, you know, hold that space. And I think you're doing such a good job with the, the, well, you know, the wholeness network and the mm-hmm. whole, you know, just the, the idea of doing this and offering these resources, which is, you know, starting the process for I'm sure many women. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. We, we need to, to, we can empower ourselves through these different tools. I love, you know, you talk about your toolbox and I, that's what we want to give people the tools. You talked about um, the difference between being in your head and being in your heart. And I just wanted to stop there for a second. I was trained in this therapy called heart center therapy and we talk about it, but I, I want to, I'd like to talk about other people's definition because I have a, a doctor friend and he says, I want you to, you know, I know what you're talking about when you talk about going into your heart, but I I'm a man and I am a doctor. So, you know, yeah. and so he's always like, so, you know, I, I always sit there and don't understand. So I wanted to talk about that for a minute. Like, yeah. tell me a little bit about the heart and what you mean by that and what, and you know, all that you teach about that for a second. Yeah. I feel like, okay. So for one, I, I use the term feel a lot. I'm a feeler, yes, right? Yes. So typically we think with our head and we feel mm-hmm. in our heart and feel mm-hmm. with our heart And so I know myself that they work in unison for sure, but I do find that most of the time I'm, I mean, you can be in both, but a lot of the times when I am in my head, my heart centered approach is out the window. 
It's mm-hmm. out the window. I'm not, I'm not feeling anything. I'm, I'm thinking my way through. I'm strategizing. I'm mm-hmm. mapping out a plan. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But the, the problem comes with, and again, when I'm in my head too long, it's, mm-hmm. it's not productive because then right. I go to that scarcity place. I go to the fear. I go, mm-hmm. I'm checking in with my fear center. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's what's driving the car. And mm-hmm. so when I talk about being in my heart, this is not for me personally. This is not just, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I'm just living. <laughs> no, that's not what it is. It's not just the ooey gushy feel good. It is tapping into who I am at my core. Mm. It is more of operating from my soul. And it is trusting what my heart is telling me to do. And a lot of times that is, you know, it could be something from reaching out to someone, you know, being in that heart space. Because when I'm in my head, I'm thinking about me, 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 my situation. Mm -hmm. I'm not thinking about people typically, mm-hmm. but when I'm in my heart, I'm in relationship. Yeah. I'm in relationship with myself. I'm in relationship with the woman I want to be. I'm in the relationship with the woman I'm becoming. I'm in a relationship with all of the women mm-hmm. and people in my men too, everyone mm-hmm. in my life. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that that for me, I'm, I'm just typically more of a right brain type of person. Like I just, mm-hmm. I typically that's where my creative create creativity starts when I'm in my head. I'm like very like do, 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 do. And I can do that to a certain degree. Action is necessary. But for me, the balance comes with aligned action. Mm-hmm. So I'm checking in here and then I'm taking action here. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of times it's like lopsided. So I have to like find that happy, happy medium But with coaching, especially, I find that if I'm too in my head, miss the mark. It just Mm -hmm. doesn't, the connection isn't there. I'm worried about a checklist. I'm worried about an agenda. I'm worried Mm -hmm. about make sure I got, I hit all the bullet points and the content and the, um, you know, because obviously I'm here to educate, right? I'm here Mm -hmm. to educate Mm -hmm. my clients, but that's not what my clients are hiring me for. Right. So Again, I have to find that happy medium, but I find that when I trust my heart and I'm in my heart, everything flows so much mm-hmm. smoother for me personally. That might mm-hmm. that's not the case for everyone, but mm-hmm. for me, that just is my natural state. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, that's yeah. that's what it means that, to me. That brain is so fast. It's quick. Yeah. Yes. And it's and then but that and down into that heart and you you can even take the sensations. I mean, if you just really right now pay attention to all the sensations going on in your brain and yeah. then move those sensations down into your heart, it just slows it down and yes. it gets clearer and it just gets more at ease with, with things. So I love that you use that word, yeah. that word. And we talked about this a little bit. Um, what are some of the essentials that we need to be and stay and move into abundance, this abundant thinking? What are some of the essentials? In fact, what are the essentials mentally, since we're talking kind of about the brain a little bit and, and heart, let's start with mentally. What, Ooh, what do um, we need? Essentials. I mean, I'm a big, big fan of meditation. Mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, again, in order to check in with ourselves, we need to get still. Mm-hmm. And 
it's, it's not something I think a lot of times people have this vision of like, um, you know, like that's, that sounds really peaceful, but you know, I hear this a lot from my clients. I can't, I can't meditate. Like I can't shut it down my head, my, you know, it's, it's too much going on. And again, it's the context we give it. So meditation for me is not to be, uh, I mean, it is, it makes me peaceful. Yes. But it's not because I've got all the time in the day and I just want to be like Gandhi. No, Mm -hmm. it's, it's because I need it. Because if I don't get still, one, I've got too much going on up here and I'm not in the zone. I'm not centered. Two, I lose sight of what's really important to me. Uh, so so again, I mean, I'm, I'm going to probably be repetitive on some of these because for me, they overlap. Yeah, for sure. But for sure, meditation. Um, I mean, we need good quality sleep. That's a big, mm-hmm. a biggie. Um emotionally, again, I think that in order to get into that place emotionally into a good place, meditation, I'm going to go back there, journaling, finding in, in all, I think finding a morning routine Mm -hmm. is a biggie. And, you know, a lot of times I'll hear, well, I don't have enough time in the day. I, you know, I, I go to bed too late. I can't wake up early or I'm not a, I don't work out in the morning. It's again, finding that whatever is unique to you and personally works for you. Everyone's schedule is different. Everyone, you know, some people work from home, some people don't. So what does that look like? And even if you had, everyone has 15 minutes. In 15 minutes, what could you do? Five minutes of journaling, five minutes of a meditate a meditation. If you don't meditate on your own, do a guided meditation. I know the Wholeness Network has meditations. Mm-hmm. Uh, so meditation journaling, move your body five minutes, even if it's a stretching. That's right. Can you imagine in that 15 minutes, Mm -hmm. what a game changer that would be if you did that every day, nothing Mm -hmm. else, just that 15 minutes. So when people say they don't have enough time and I start breaking it down, it's like, okay, you would feel like a new woman just in Mm -hmm. after those 15 minutes. Um, You own yourself. I mean, those 15 minutes are about owning yourself for the day. Yes. Yes. That's so it. mentally, physically, and emotionally. I mean, uh, I physical activity every day is an important part of this. Mm-hmm. It affects our mood. It affects our, you know, everything. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, it, and, and also like, as I've gotten older, my context has shifted around physical exercise and physical movement. You know, in my twenties, mm-hmm. it was like, I want to be skinny, yeah. you know? And then it's like, mm-hmm. you know, you go through your phase of like, okay, oh, I don't feel like exercising. I got other right. things. To. And then, you know, now that I'm 40, it's like, I look forward to physical movement. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't need to be the same mundane thing every day, day in, day out. If you don't like going to the gym, then don't go to the gym, go mm-hmm. walk outside. Like, yeah. you know, but it's like, we, we sometimes put physical activity, especially in a box of what mm-hmm. it should look like. I should go to the gym or not. It's like physical activity can be accomplished in any way, shape or form. What brings you joy? What's going to, what is going to allow you to be consistent and what is going to be sustainable through the long haul? Because now my context is not about looking a certain way. It's about feeding and fueling and strengthening my body to be thriving into Mm -hmm. my later years. Yes. Yes. Um, I had to, I had to give myself permission because at some point you're like, you know, what's stopping me from movement is 
I don't like to drip sweat everywhere. So now it's like, then I just go for a walk instead of a run. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's like it, because it was more about movement than it was. And sometimes, you know, you like that good sweat, but on those days, it's like, I just had to say, that's not, that's not what, I, that's not, wasn't work for me. Although I know other people that that's what they love. You know, they love yeah. just that big movement and they get all sweaty and their face turns red and they just love it. But for me, it was like, and, and I just had to say, okay, then movement, then my movement requires you know, more of a yoga move or a walk or those kind of things and check. check yeah, it's like movement. It's yeah, it's movement. Your body is still saying thank you. Mm-hmm. This is what I talk to my girls. I have a 10-year-old and a, almost seven-year-old. And, you know, we went on a hike on Mother's Day and, you know, it was like 70 degrees outside, which is perfect weather with mm-hmm. a light breeze. But because there was not a lot of shade, I was hearing some complaining. Mm-hmm. I was like, think about what your body's saying right now. Like, yeah, Mm -hmm. there's other things that you'd rather be doing, but your body is saying, thank you for Mm -hmm. honoring me. Thank you for moving me. Thank you for making, this is your body, not mine. Mm -hmm. And you're making a choice, although it feels begrudgingly right now, like your body's going to feel good after. So I like to, I like to add context to pretty much everything I do. And obviously with parenting too, but, but just in general, you know, that goes Mm -hmm. with eating habits When I eat this, I feel a certain way. It's not just because someone told me you should be eating this and this is good for you. I am a big firm believer. And this also goes to the essentials, right? Nourishing our body um, Mm -hmm. is intuitive eating and and trusting yourself. Like I'm a big proponent of high protein, but Mm -hmm. I have clients that they feel sick after they eat an excessive amount of protein. So don't do it. Like I'm not Mm -hmm. gonna be telling you this is what you have to do because it works for me. But find your thing and stick with it and listen, get still enough to listen to something as simple as how do I feel after I eat this food? That's motivation for me not to eat garbage because I feel Mm -hmm. like garbage, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Wow. Your girls are so lucky because I I hear that you're looking out the window and pointing out the abundance. And then just to be on that walk, like that's for them to know that's just what you do. Like, well, that's what you do. You check into your body and you see what's going on. And then you're like, Hey, look at my body's living this. I mean, we just weren't taught to do that. that We just weren't taught to do that. And yet that's it. That's the most empowering thing because that's, that is because it, it, there is a, that's where the abundance lies. It's like Mm -hmm. within ourselves, we just have to allow it. We just have to allow it. I, they're going to be, they're just going to rock the world when they grow up and be older. Good job. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it, it helps, you know, it helps with everything parenting because I don't want to just say no to something and then hear, well, I can't do this because mom says no. Right. It takes extra work now and extra energy explaining, but I want them to form their own healthy habits, not just because, I mean, obviously when kids see their parents do something and it's healthy, they're more inclined to implement healthy habits, right? Because right. their parents are doing it, they're modeling. Right. But I don't just want her to them to copy me. I want them to have their own process because right. there will come a time where I'm not in the picture and they're free to do whatever they want, whenever they want. And I want them to make healthy choices because they know, again, that it's in here. And mm-hmm. so, you know, again, as I'm also... 
as a kid, I was a total people pleaser. I wanted to be, I wanted to get the best grades and I wanted to hear a good job. And, and both of my girls, you know, I think that's just natural, right? We want to hear a good job. Right. Uh, but I, I really encourage, especially my older daughter who tends to go down that road of mm-hmm. like, no, that's not what's most important. Mm-hmm. And, and even if you did something insanely inappropriate at school, mm-hmm. for example, cause I know this is out of her character, right? It's okay. Like, mm-hmm. don't, you don't, you, you need to listen to this and mm-hmm. this. And so when she asked me, well, what would you do? I'm like, what does your heart tell you? Like, what does your right. gut say? You know, so anyway. Yeah. Yeah. By our oldest, the same thing. We we could see when he was probably about the same age. It's like, yeah. hey, uh, there was a lot of emphasis on these outward authority, you know, like, I don't want to yes. get in trouble or I don't want to do this. And it was like, you know, and we were like, look, there's, we were trying to get him to understand, you know, to go into that inner authority. It's like, mm-hmm. I, I trust that inner authority is not going to make a wrong decision. I don't want you to do it because you're afraid of this outer authority yes and they would get in trouble like at lunch if they talked and they would get like this t- a ticket and we told him I said what what would happen if you got a ticket and he was just uh you know and I said you know I I let's try it <laughs> let's see what would love happen. it you know because I, there was just this barrier to his own inner um authority that mm-hmm. that Obviously, I tell you what was not an issue with our second child, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but, you know, but so you, you, you got to teach each kid individually, but for him, it was like, uh, no, we don't want this. This is not going to serve you throughout your yeah. life. So I totally yeah. get what you're saying. I totally get yeah, even saying. being on time. And I see myself. I mean, yes. I was like this, it was like, I don't want to get in trouble. I'm like, yes. on time. And I'm like, okay, listen, I'm telling you right now, I know that you respect time. So this isn't an issue. So if you're late or running behind, like what's most important is that you are not agonizing inside because you're fearing getting in trouble or you're fearing. So I encourage her to, you know, live on the wild side for her is like so G rated, but still it's like, I I see myself and no one was there telling me that I was the one, you know, at her age, like waking up at five 45, ironing my jeans, like total type a got to run for the bus, like just like over the top. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I, I try to encourage, but again, it all goes back to context. It all goes back to context. Right. 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 And and that's the thing you got to know, you got to access that inner, that inner self to know where where you're at because you can talk to somebody else and say okay look you kind of need to wake up and be you know like we kind of need to go into some more rigidness where that's not your that wasn't your problem absolutely that wasn't yours you gotta know where where you're at uh or what you need um so what about what do you come across with women what are women struggling with the most I feel like, and and again, this is going to be slightly repetitive, but I feel like the biggest thing that's lacking is a morning routine. I really Mm -hmm. do. And I feel like it just is so impactful that, you know, nine times out of 10, it's like, oh, I've journaled here and there, or, oh yeah, you know, I meditated once or twice, but a routine is very different. And the context that people, women, I think people in general have 
when they hear routine, it sounds like a to-do list. It sounds like a chore. It sounds like just something else. And we're already spread so thin, wearing so many hats that the idea of another routine just gives people like, you know, stomachache. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm able to paint the picture and let them try it on for size and see what that would look like. So it's, we, we have these again in our head, we're thinking we don't have time. Mm -hmm. This is what I hear most is, well, you know, and this comes from women who work from home, women who are stay-at-home moms, women who work a full-time job out of the house. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter. Mm -hmm. It's a common theme. We don't have enough time. And so when I like, what I like to do is break down their schedule. And this is something that anyone can do break down your schedule and really, really identify where we have pockets of time because there's a lot of wasted time and space and lulls in our day that could truly be maximized. And I don't mean maximized in the aspect of we've got to be doing something every, like every second of our day, but like, let's maximize that time where it launches us and boosts us, boosts our mood, boosts our energy, allows us to be the best version of ourselves. And I believe that it is found in these pockets of time throughout our day Mm -hmm. that are not put to good use. It does, Mm -hmm. again, you could be looking at a wall doing absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. But if you are intentional about those 10 minutes looking at a wall and why you're doing it, you are going to get a gift there. You are mm-hmm. going to go into your day with a better mindset. So if I'm setting my timer and it's like 1145, I'm going to stare at this wall for five minutes. But it, during this time, I'm going to get centered. I'm going to focus on what I'm grateful for. I'm going to take a minute to reset and honor myself and thank myself for prioritizing these five minutes staring at this wall then that's value, mm-hmm. right? But we just are on this treadmill. So anyway, I um, going back to a morning routine, mm-hmm. identifying where they can where they can make adjustments. And usually, what the issue is is that we're going to bed too late, and so their their schedule, whether it's kids waking them up or their alarm goes off because they have to, you know, go to the office they, they went to bed too late. So waking up at, you know, even 30 minutes earlier would be just, it it wouldn't work. Mm -hmm. So it's going back to the basics of how can you go to bed earlier? What can you Mm -hmm. do? And 90% of the time it's a mindless scrolling that we're doing, right? staring at a screen, watching Netflix. And there's nothing wrong with, there's nothing (laughs) wrong with binging again, you're going to be intentional Mm -hmm. about the binging. Yeah. But if you are wanting to make changes, then it's going to take a little bit of an effort. And and it's really not that hard to make these changes. So -hmm. what I do is I encourage my clients to uh, start setting the tone for their evening before they're ready for bed. So if they want to be in bed by nine o'clock, I usually go to bed between nine and 10, closer to nine because Mm -hmm. I wake up early. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, setting the tone, no screens, maybe it's putting some lavender in their diffuser 30 minutes before, maybe it's, um, doing a meditation, a guided meditation before bed, mm. um, something that's going to help you wind down. I like eye masks. I I'm really like a I like turning my lights off. I have my little, my, um, 
my salt lamp that I put on. So it's like a nice golden hue. So I'm very intentional with that, but some people Mm -hmm. are not. So getting Mm -hmm. them into that routine. And then once they start going to bed earlier, it's a lot easier for them to wake up in the morning and again, maximize even that 30 minutes of time. Mm -hmm. So instead of the context of, oh, I got to wake up early because Stephanie told me I got to do these things. It's like, oh my gosh, I cannot wait Mm -hmm. to wake up early because no one in my house is awake. No one's bugging me. No one's pestering me. I get to pull out my journal and I can write about what I'm grateful for, or I can vent about what I'm upset about or what I'm anxious about or what I want to accomplish for the day. Whatever I want to do in the 30 minutes, I have a little bit longer. I, I do an hour to an hour and a half, but if all they can do is 20 minutes, and, and so it starts to be exciting. And once mm-hmm. we're motivated because we feel different, it's an incentive to go to bed early and start healthier habits. But mm-hmm. I think that we just like feel like, you know, well, I Googled these healthy habit ide- ideas and I'm going to start trying to do them, but it's going to take effort. Mm-hmm. And, and really at the end of the day, like we are the ones that value, we are the ones that benefit from that. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, what women need more of, or what was that the question? What, what yeah. women is, yeah. is, is a morning routine. morning routine. I really do. I'm a firm believer in morning routine. And so when I was first trying to go to bed earlier, something that I, I noticed is the self-care, although we benefit from getting eight hours of sleep, right? Our body, our brain, our mindset, our emotions, everything, every everyone and everything benefit from get, us getting eight hours. But what I figured out is by me actually prioritizing, turning the do not disturb off, shutting the lights down, putting my eye mask on, that is the self-care. Mm-hmm. It's it's not it's not all bubble baths and and spa day. Like right. self-care starts with again, I'm gonna repeat the choice. The choice to do it and turn that do not disturb on and say, yes, because mm-hmm. I'm worth it, mm-hmm. because I'm a priority, because mm-hmm. there are other things I could be doing right now, but guess what I'm choosing? I'm choosing self-care, and my self-care is making sure I'm in bed at nine. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. again. I, that that was really that that felt really good to me because I was like, oh my gosh, it's just the decision mm-hmm. that is the self care, mm-hmm. and so it's it doesn't need to be so abstract. And I know mm-hmm. I like make it super elementary, but it is so elementary. It's just it is. It, it's just it feels so um, intangible for a lot mm-hmm. of people because they just haven't done it for so long. It's it's hard to envision. It's so true. I was never, I would have never considered myself a morning person. Mm-hmm. You know, I love, I love staying up. I would love staying up late. But as, as I moved into waking up, even just five minutes earlier and then five minutes earlier, it t- took me a little while to get earlier and earlier. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it was, it is, makes such a huge difference. And if you and me must be, you know, here in the same, the same inspiration because I even, I created a card deck of a morning routine. Cause that was the same oh, thing as it's that. like, because, you know, you sometimes you got to change it up, you know, yeah. but I, I like, even just for myself, I was like, 
I just need to know. Sometimes you're waking up like, what should I do? Every once in a while, you just got to change it up. So I thought, mm -hmm. so I just, I created a card deck and it's just, you pull a card. There's like a little, like just a little kind of message. And then a little, like, usually the little um, activity is like two minutes long. And then it gives you an essential oil. If you, if you want to have a, you know, like a color therapy, like wear this today and think about as you think about it, you know, anyway, oh, it was I just, love that. Yeah, I'll have to send you, I, I, um, I'll have to send you a, 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 a deck, but it's like, yeah, I want to see it. It's just, it's been so, it's so nice to just on those days, you can just pull it and be like, Oh, this is what I'm going to do, you know? And, and yeah, uh, cause it's so vital. Cause again, like you say, it's not the thing it's the decision and it's the, and that the thing is, is the decision is really, you're choosing yourself. You're choosing, mm. you're choosing your own uh, vitality, you know, right. um, and it, just by that, making that choice is that's where the empowerment comes from. It's not always about yeah. everything you do. Like that's yeah. just bonus. And, and it goes back to you bringing up the book. It's the same exact thing. It's mm -hmm. yes. We know that diet exercise and drinking water affects how we feel, but those are also external things. We mm -hmm. have the ability to choose and, and I, it, it's, it's super empowering. Mm -hmm. And, um, anyway, that, that sounds like a, a cool idea. And not only that, it's like, we need a little variety. Like yeah. we need, you know, excitement and joy and the most simple things can get, can be exciting if we, you know, if we're, if it's a priority really. Yes. Yes. I love it. I love it. Well, I like, I love the way that you, um, you know, your business, Infinite Abundance, you know, um, I think that's just such a great uh, a way of being. And I, and like we talked about, it, it is a state of being and that you really coach your people into, it's more about living in that state, being able to move toward that state when, when we all come out of it, because we do, we all pull out of it at some point, mm -hmm. so we we're, we're human. Mm -hmm. And um so I love that. So we'll make sure to put um, all of your information in the show yeah. notes so people can reach out to you because I'm sure they'll be love it. Love that like that. Absolutely. Because that abundance is just it, it, when we can identify those feelings of abundance within ourselves. It's like, oh, I are, I have it. I just mm -hmm. I have it. It, it, it. It's here. And I think one one more thing, too, is like we talked a lot about, you know, abundance, both tangible and intangible and how we have, we cultivate that inside of us. But the big thing is self-esteem with women. Mm -hmm. And that also comes from abundance. And like you said, when you make the choice to go to sleep and, and say, I'm worth it, mm -hmm. I'm worthy. So many of the breakdowns that we face as women come from lack of worthiness, mm -hmm. you know, that, you know, how could we do that for ourselves? We've got to serve, 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 serve. And everything, all of what we want to achieve, all of what we want to do is like on the coattails of high self-esteem. Mm -hmm. And, and just by, just by the context, again, just by saying, I'm going to prioritize myself and actually doing it, mm -hmm. not lying to ourselves, but mm -hmm. doing it. Mm -hmm elevates our self-esteem. 
and elevates and confirms that we're worthy, that mm-hmm. we don't need permission, mm-hmm. that we don't need someone to give us this thing or wait for this thing or accomplish this thing. It's it's something that we could choose every day. So I think I, I had to hit, hit on self-esteem because that's a big one. And without self-esteem, mm-hmm. everything else just is a nosedive. You're right. I tell, I've always told my kids, you only have to convince one person because yeah. the truth is, is if you convince everyone else, that doesn't mean you've convinced yourself, but if you convince yourself, that's it. Like that's yep. the only person that you need to convince. And, and, and the parameters of what you think needs to be in place for you to have that esteem about yourself is a thought, you know, it's just a thought. It's not, it's, it's, a, it's not a fact. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's, it's an opinion that you, that yeah. you have. And, and so and, many times it's not our own opinion anyway. It's or, opinions sure. of others that have become our inner voice, which also become our inner critic. Yeah. And then that's where the head and heart lines get blurred. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Well, we always ask our guests to tell us uh, what does wholeness mean to you? Tell me a little yeah. bit about wholeness. Um, I would say wholeness, feeling complete, feeling, feeling, feeling complete in owning our gifts, our Mm. authentic gifts, and we all have different gifts. So again, if we don't take the time to, and and we're not looking for other people to tell us what our gifts are, it, it requires us checking in getting, getting still again, this is repetitive, but this is the, this is how I feel is taking the time to one, get to know ourselves, get to know what's easy for us. What comes natural for us? What do we enjoy? Because we enjoy what we're good at typically. Uh, And, and I know myself that I do not feel whole when I'm trying to do things to meet other people's expectations. I do not feel whole when I'm trying to emulate someone who's good at something I'm not good at. And so, so many times we get caught in this comparison trap. So I think, again, going back, wholeness to me means feeling complete owning my authentic gifts and owning that those gifts are different. And I'm not, I don't, I don't need to be someone else. And who am I take the time to not only understand who we are and hone in on those gifts, but like really again, feel abundant owning those gifts and be proud of them. And yeah, that's, and, 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 and embracing and accepting myself completely 100 percent self-acceptance. That does not mean I don't criticize, you know, get in my head. That does not mean that every day is perfect, but that means that I'm constantly going back to, okay, cool. I can celebrate those people for being great at that, but I don't, that's not, that doesn't come natural for me. And that wouldn't translate natural or authentically to me or for me or anything. So yeah. That's my long answer. Wholeness to me is feeling complete, owning my natural innate gifts and feeling super empowered with those. Not not saying, oh, but I'm I'm really good at this, but that's not really as good as that. It's it's like really owning that. Feel empowered every day with wholeness videos, meditations, downloads, classes and more. 
by joining the Wholeness Library at thewholenessnetwork.com.